Hello, everyone. I'm Cheryl Musial, and welcome to My Care Advisors. In this episode, ADLs versus IADLs, why are they important? We are joined by occupational therapist and certified dementia care specialist, Julie Whitbeck Lewinsky. Welcome, Julie. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. Thanks for having me, Cheryl, and having this very important discussion. You know, Julie, when thinking of living independently and safely at home, especially as one ages, I hear the term of activities of daily living or ADLs. So can you just describe and explain exactly what activities of daily living or ADLs are? ADLs are everything that we perform throughout our day, our basic activities or tasks that we perform to care for ourselves or to care for others. So it's pretty a pretty vast topic here uh, from looking at you know, our own personal care of bathing and grooming, uh, making meals, financial um, preparations, uh, caregiving for others. It's extremely vast. Mm, that makes sense. And I also understand that there's a difference between basic ADLs and instrumental ADLs. And why is this so important, especially for older adults? Sure. Basic ADLs are the activities or tasks that we perform that are oriented towards taking care of our own selves, our own body, our own basic needs. Um, So, you know, looking at us being able to dress ourselves, put our socks and pants and shoes on, being able to shower and go through all of those steps, grooming on a daily basis, feeding ourselves. Uh, Those are the basics. Instrumental activities of daily living, or IADLs, refer to activities that support our daily life and are oriented towards interacting with our environment. So they're typically more complex, require higher levels of cognition, safety awareness, um, higher levels of reasoning and problem solving. They are important components of home and community life, but they're easily delegated to other people as needed. So when we're focused on seniors and then maintaining their independence, we really want to hone in on the basic ADLs and then being able to maintain their independence there. And the IADLs are where we can start to look at supporting them more as needed. So Julie, what are a few conditions that can affect the ability to perform basic and instrumental ADLs, especially as one's living with chronic conditions and as one ages? Absolutely. So there's many different things that can impact our ability to perform ADLs in general. And some of the big ones that I think of especially when you're looking at chronic conditions. We see a lot of polypharm or lots of medications being taken with different interactions, different side effects. And those interactions and side effects are things that can cause dizziness, lightheadedness, neuropathies in our hands and our feet, things of that nature that can really impact our ability to perform fine motor and gross motor aspects of our ADL and reduce our safety in performing them. General chronic medical conditions, there's lots of them out there that can really impact our ability um, to be able to safely perform Uh, from things that cause balance disorders to respiratory issues that cause fatigue and shortness of breath. And there's cognitive disorders, memory disorders, Alzheimer's that really impact 
impact our short-term memory, ability to follow multi-step directives, uh, have that safety awareness in regards to how we are performing our ADLs. Mental health issues is another big one, especially right now, looking at things like depression and anxiety can really impact a senior's desire to want to actually perform ADLs on a regular basis, perform their personal care. And then just general mobility issues as we age. If you don't use it, you lose it. And, uh, you know, I deal with a lot of Seniors that have chronic pain issues, have reduced range of motion in joints from different types of arthritis or chronic autoimmune types of conditions and such. And those mobility issues can definitely impact uh, that independence and maintaining independence with ADLs. Thank you, Julie, for sharing this. Absolutely makes sense. And so let's do, if you go back and maybe do a little bit deeper dive into what caregivers can do to support and help their loved one maintain as much independence as possible, especially to accomplish those basic ADLs. Sure. So as I mentioned, that's the area that we really want to try to hone in on and make sure that seniors are maintaining independence in those areas, that basic personal self-care aspect of things. You know, some of the things that I think about uh, that are very important for caregivers to consider is allowing enough time for seniors to be able to perform those tasks. A lot of times, you know, we live in this very fast paced world where we want to get it done now. We have other things that we need to move on to. And as caregivers, we have other duties and other things that, that we need to keep moving to. So looking at creating good routines and allowing the time necessary for them to safely complete those tasks is important. Looking at setting up their environment safely. So if there's clutter, removing the clutter so they can move from one place to the next without a fall risk. Um, to looking at maybe setting up a chair in their bedroom so that there's a safer seat than the bed to sit on to actually get dressed. Uh, looking at using a shower chair so if that individual has fatigue or balance issues or dizziness that they can sit while they're performing uh, their showering activities. And really another big thing too is to really think about supporting only as needed, uh, especially if you have that caregiver gene, you know, we're, those of us that have that gene are so quick to jump in and want to help. And really that creates a situation of learned helplessness that they are just looking for that help and somebody to support them in doing that when they actually do have that functional ability to still do that. So really only support as needed when it comes to those basic ADLs to help to maintain that independence. And there's lots of adaptive devices out there to help to support with all of these different self-care tasks from long-handled shoehorns uh, to help to put shoes on without having to bend over and reachers to reach for things off the floors, you know, and simple, simple things of just thinking about what are the things that the senior uses on a typical daily basis and making sure that those are in eyesight and arms reach. So Julie, I think I have that caregiver gene as well. So thank you for sharing those tips on the basic ADLs. So let's transition over to instrumental ADLs. How can caregivers support their loved one maintain as much independence as possible with these? 
Yeah, when it comes to IADLs, what caregivers need to be aware of is that it really requires higher levels of cognitive um, functioning to perform those activities. So in helping to maintain independence when it comes to those, it might be helping to set up compensatory strategies like using checklists, um, reminder systems, uh, maybe a calendar, and really setting that calendar up to be very functional for that senior. We also want to think about safety awareness when it comes to IADLs and helping to educate seniors on things such as senior scams that occur. Making sure we have powers of attorney and healthcare proxies in place so that we're able to help to support our senior loved ones when it comes to financial and healthcare decisions. And also with IADLs, I really emphasize that this is an aspect where we should be thinking about their background and social histories and thinking about how we can be creative regarding creating meaningful activities and opportunities for them to engage at home or in the community with others and with activities that are meaningful. So, you know, for example, if, um, it's a very religious person, uh, but they're no longer able to go to church. How can we bring that aspect to their life in some other way? Uh, if it's an individual that used to garden, but uh, this person has mobility issues and is no longer able to kneel and interact with gardening in the way that they used to, how could we use planners or set up a countertop garden for them uh, so that they can be involved in those more meaningful things that still bring quality of life and joy to them and provide a level of independence in that meaningful aspect of living. So Julie, how can caregivers assess when their loved one needs more help? I think first and foremost, it's being a keen observer and staying connected. So are you noticing that some things are off? You know, maybe things are getting a bit more disorganized. Maybe uh, mail and bills are piling up. Uh, Maybe the clothing that they're wearing isn't as clean as it used to be, or they're looking a little more disheveled and unkept. Uh, maybe you smell a scent of urine. Um, all of those types of things, keep that keen observation of. And then when you're noticing them having those challenges, talk to them about ways that you know, adapted devices can support them, compensatory strategies can assist them. The next thing would be to see the PCP and consider requesting a referral to occupational therapy or physical therapy in the home so that they can do an assessment of independent living skills in their own home environment, look at their mobility aspect further, do some functional assessments on how they're performing things. And those OTs and PTs be, can become great resources in regards to looking at those different adaptive devices that might help to support an individual, helping to create better routines, as well as connecting with resources in the community. The third thing would be to consider specialists. So for example, if you're noticing that your loved one is starting to have some short-term memory issues or is asking the same questions over and over again, you might want to go see a neurologist for some further testing to determine if there are those uh, cognitive impairments or neurological impairments that are occurring. 
uh, so that that can help with long-term planning and helping to look at what supports might be necessary down the road. Uh, you know, maybe on a different aspect, you note that your loved one is really getting short of breath and fatigued and is having difficulty performing their own personal care because they're tired. So maybe we want to look at a cardiologist appointment uh, to determine if there's any sort of um, cardiac issue or respiratory issue impacting them. And in turn, look at, are there compensatory strategies to help to support that individual so that they can still perform their ADLs? And lastly, there's a lot of different checklists and short assessments out there uh, that, that you can find online, as well as many um, healthcare providers are able to perform these as well too, such as the CAT Index of Independent Living, uh, the Lawton Brode IADL scale, um, the MOCA, which really focuses on cognitive assessment and memory impairment. And all of those tools can really help you to hone in on uh, what is the individual still independently able to perform? What do they need more support with? And from there, it can help you to look at what care needs are required. Excellent, Julie. Can you also provide some helpful tips or other resources for older adults and caregivers? First and foremost, I want to emphasize when it comes to seniors and all of us really as adults, we want to keep moving. Uh, sedentary lifestyles have uh, worse outcomes when it comes to social determinants and um, health outcomes. So keep moving. Think about ways that you can help to support seniors as their mobility decreases to, to keep that aspect of functional movement. The next thing is to keep your mind active, to look at ways that you can engage that senior in different social activities, interactions, games, mind games, puzzles, uh, whatever that might be, reading, all of those aspects help to keep our mind sharp and active. And as I kind of alluded to before, encouraging independence and all of the ADLs that they're performing. Um, so again, not jumping in too quick to help, hold back that caregiving gene and looking for opportunities for meaningful engagement for them as much as possible. Uh, you know, if they're not able to walk long distances, but um, they really enjoy going to the lake, well, can we take a ride along the lake and just talk about that instead? So really kind of looking at that meaningful engagement to improve quality of life and um, encourage independence throughout the remainder of their day. The next tip is for caregivers to really focus on their own self-care. Um, I think back to the days when I traveled a whole lot and uh, got to listen, listen to that whole spiel about securing your own oxygen mask first before assisting others. If we're not filling up our own cups, we're not going to be able to continue to fill up other people's cups. So it's really important to take that time for yourself. And if that means looking at other resources to help to support that senior's care from in-home care, assisted living, memory care, adult day programs, whatever that might be, I encourage you to look at getting those things in place to give you that break that you need to fill your own cup. Well, thank you, Julie, for joining us today and sharing why basic and instrumental ADLs are so important. Thank you so much for having me and really exploring this very important topic for seniors. 
Listeners, to view resources, show notes, and access more My Care Advisors episodes, visit mycareadvisors.com. You can also subscribe and listen to our podcast on your favorite app. I leave you with this thought. Fill up your own cup so that you can overflow into the lives of others. Choose to be inspired to live the best life every day. Thank you for listening. We are grateful to be your guide.